bounces away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Welcome to Above the Horizontal, a podcast about rugby league. I'm your host, Bo Nicholson. This is a show by the fans for the fans, where we use fun wildcard awards to discuss the latest news, have a bit of a competition with phenomenal trivia, give some bold predictions for the upcoming weekend, and more. We've had a bunch of new listeners recently, which is great. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe so you can get some rugby league chat without the media agendas, just our petty individual agendas. To help me drive those agendas, I'm joined by a full house of Above the Horizontal panelists, including Daniel Friend. Friendy, how are you going? Yeah, I'm well, thanks, Bo. That was a serious intro, very uh, Adam yeah, Hills and Spicks and Specs-like. I liked it. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad you did like it. Uh, Kieran Gibson, how are you going? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. My my Cowboys played last weekend. They play again this weekend, so <laughs> life's good. <laughs> <laughs> Life is good, even when they're losing. Chris Waring, how are you going, my friend? Yeah, good, mate. In bad news, my Tigers are playing again this weekend, so <laughs> for the last time. So not as good news. And we have the globetrotting Miles Stedman back after a bit of a long layoff. Hola, Miles. Hola. Um, it's good to be back. I haven't been on in maybe a month, more than a month, maybe. Yeah, I think it was the last time was when you were actually in Brisbane with me, recording in my little ah, yes, that's right, photo home studio. Um, so that's <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. Uh, thank you all for joining us, and let's just kick off with uh, with last week's result with the bold prediction, Friendy. You predicted that the Raiders would get into the top eight by the end of the round, and they had that sewed up pretty quickly. That was, it almost, it, it was quite bold when you said it, but it turned out quite easily in their favour. It did, yeah. They didn't really have to do all that much, did they? Brisbane kind of shit the bed, and they sort of, uh, I, they must all have holidays in September. I don't know what's going on up there. But um, <laughs> yeah, got another bold, so yeah, going well. Absolutely. Uh, Chris, I can't remember, did you get your bold prediction last week? Nah, I needed... Um Jack Bird the score, but he didn't. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was a close one, though, because Fa'amanu Brown got across the line. Mine was the complete opposite. I went with, like, close game for Roosters, Broncos, NRLW, and then uh, blowouts on the other two, and it was the reverse. So I did really shit on mine. Guys, let's talk some wildcard awards. Miles, it's been way too long. What's your wildcard award this week? Well, I want to use my, as I always do, my wildcard award is to sort of rant and rave section of this podcast, um, <laughs> unsolicited rant and raves, that is. Um, I feel like we should, um, maybe you can come up with a name for me, Bo, okay. for it, but um, I would love to see, uh, we've had two sort of um, unfortunate side of rugby league stories today with uh, the Taylor May verdict handed down and also recently um, the, the NRL um, saying there would be no punishment for Kurtman, Caleb Ponger and, look, you know, I'm not saying disappointing in the fact that whether you agree or disagree with either call, but uh, what I find disappointing is that uh, the NRL seems to think it's okay that um, they sort of hand down these rulings or in some cases don't hand down the ruling and then just move on. I think um, if there is going to be this integrity unit that investigates these sort of things or or, or the like, uh, I'd love to see that uh, integrity unit, um, I'd love to see it sort of explain each decision and, and why... Um, each decision was made or not made or why punishment was a certain length or why there was no punishment at all, I think that it'd go a long way to sort of satisfying some fans who kind of see uh, the general uh, judicial arm as sort of 
inconsistent or um, or lacking basis or anything like that. So we call that the uh, the ScoMo Award for excellent transparency. I think. <laughs> um, you're a Knights fan. Uh, how do you feel about the Ponga Man situation? Yeah, it just would be nice to get some clarity around it, um, especially as Miles said for, for us Newcastle fans. Uh, there's a lot sort of in what happened there. Like Kalen's the captain; he's a highest paid player. Obviously, Kurt Mann's involved too, but. Yeah, I, I basically just think they've swept it under the rug because his dad's just bullshitted because Kalen's bullshitted him. <laughs> um, it, it's a load of crap, that story. But anyway, we're not going to find out, are we? So I bet if it was a kid on hundred grand a year, I don't reckon he'd be in Knight's Colours even this week. So, yeah, mm. it sort of depends on the player, doesn't it? Absolutely. Uh, speaking of players that are sort of a bit more on the fringe, I mean, Taylor Mays had a fantastic year. Chris, what do you make of that whole situation? Yeah, I just it's it's very you know there, there's no real way to determine. It's all just random. Like the, the I think there just needs to be a more consistent pattern in terms of expectation of you know what we can expect from players that you know this is you know it's it's impossible to get rid of players getting into trouble. You know these are adults with different lives and different personalities and intentions and whatnot. But um, yeah, something just more consistent and not seemingly the lottery we get at the moment in terms of consequences and follow-ups and whatnot. Kieran Gibson, do you share the frustrations of the lack of transparency by the integrity unit? Yeah, definitely. And this is a a completely separate matter, but um, it's still the same when we see in the sense that Hess is getting banned for a game for something completely accidental and then players are getting off scot-free for things that they, they knew was the wrong thing to do. And, yeah, maybe oh. it spilled over. I don't know exactly what happens, but it just, yeah, it seems a bit crazy. Miles, was that you jumping in? Affirming my agreeance with Kieran, ah. you know, and as you've also spoken to, um, yeah, just really quickly, transparency would be great because at least we'd know why a decision has been made. And it, it does look a bit ridiculous in this instance when, you know, Cohen Hess completely, um, completely um, unfortunate Elbow, and as you know, as we sort of saw, maybe didn't even concuss Campbell Graham at all. Um, mm. Completely accidental. He's going to miss out next week, and um, you know, players that have perhaps crossed the line a bit more seriously, um, well, going to you know, return as soon as possible. And um, it's, it is just a bit disappointing, sometimes. Very thought-provoking. Thanks, Miles, for that one. Kieran Gibson, what is your wildcard award this week? Yeah, so I'm I'm sort of like the Fox League to the Brisbane Broncos as they are to the Tigers. Um, I've got the Carlton, I've got the Carlton of the NRL award, which goes to the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, they were in the top four five weeks ago. I said in the chat just recently, and uh, yeah, they look like they could miss the finals altogether now. Uh, I think if they do, it'll be a, a disappointing season for what loomed as a strong one. Uh, I really thought, yeah, with Reynolds, that that yeah, go a, a fair bit better. But yeah, it looks like top eight could be out of their reach now. It's quite interesting because, say, if the Broncos did stay in the top four and the, st- the top four stayed the way it was at that point, it would have been Panthers, Cowboys, Sharks, Broncos, which realistically, apart from the Panthers, is not the strongest top four in the world, uh, especially when you have, like, you know, Storm, Rabbitohs, Roosters, Eels, like, right behind them. Uh, it's changed a little bit now uh, with the Storm going into the top four, but it does prompt that thought, Kieran, and thanks for that thought bubble. Is this the year where we finally see an NRL team win from outside the top four, considering that it's, it possibly could be Eels or Storm, depending on how this weekend goes? Uh, could be the Rabbitohs, could be the Roosters. 
it could be the Raiders or the Broncos uh, in a in a weird kind of world. Miles, can you see it happening? Look, I think the only real circumstance I can see it happening is if the Storm miss out on the top four, as you said. I, I could back the Roosters, but again, history shows that it's unlikely. But I think the the real hot tip right now, as the the top eight sits, is the Rabbitohs, and that's just because they miss their most important player for the. I think for the majority of the season, or at least for a lot of the season, being Latrell Mitchell, and, and they look a total different side with, with him back in the team. Um, you can almost say they're missing their two most important players with Latrell Mitchell and uh, Cody Walker basically being absent for the entire time. Mitchell was as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they, they, they catch fire similar to the way they did last yeah, back in the last season, they could certainly, um, I can see them back in the grand final. Um, and, you know, from there, anything can happen. Freddie, what do you think? Can you see a team winning from outside the top four for the first time in the NRL era? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure, but I, I would like to think that the week off is just the, the biggest part of the the biggest benefit, sorry, of finishing in the top four. So um, I, I do still think that it'll come from the top four. There's no reason, yeah, that another team couldn't get hot with um, the Roosters and the Rabbits in particular down there and whoever finishes fifth out of Melbourne and Parramatta, I, I can't see the Raiders or, or if Brisbane happen to make it doing anything. But, yeah, potentially. But, but yeah, I still like the chances of the top four, to be honest. Chris, is this the year that the top, the bottom four is finally uh, topples the top? I can, see, I can see one of them making the grand final, but I, I can't see a team that's fifth or eighth um, winning it. The only team I might give even a slight outside chance is the Roosters. Uh, if Parramatta finish fifth or below, I think they're done. Um, my personal opinion, I think it's all a race at the moment to play Penrith in the grand final and lose. But <laughs> if, there is a, if there is a team, I think, that could get to the grand final outside of not finishing in the top four, I think it is East, and I would give them a small chance of winning. But, yeah, I think um, – I, I don't think – Anyone from fifth to eighth is going to actually win the premiership this year. Well, I think I think Miles's ears just pricked up when you said East. Just whoa, <laughs> doesn't it get you going? Early nineties, let's love go! It. Love it, city city roosters. <laughs> and um, I'm with you, Chris. I think the roosters might be the dark horses outside the top four that could do it. Kieran, what do you think? Yeah, I've got the roosters as well. The the only thing I sort of changed my mind just in the last sort of, I just realized that the Roosters keep accumulating injuries. Um, so if that keeps happening, yeah, I'd, I'd rule them out and then it'll just be a, a top four team, hopefully my Cowboys. <laughs> There's no, uh, no no Victor Radley, no Lindsay Collins and no Daniel Tupo this week. So that could hurt the Roosters indeed. Chris, what is your wildcard award this week? All right. A bit of a, uh, I'm going to reference famous friends of the show, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers for going <laughs> to the... Uh, Tom Petty and Heartbreakers Awards going to the West Tigers. So there was an image this week that I found. Um, it was on West Tigers TV, which I famously appeared on when I was drunk off my head at Leichhardt Oval with Miles, <laughs> with one Miles Sedman. Um, so, so just this brief record, and it really sums up the Tigers' season. So round four, West Tigers led 6-2 to two in the 78th minute. They lost. Mm-hmm. Round 18, West Tigers led 16 to 12 in the 73rd minute. They lost. Mm-hmm. Round 19, we all remember this game famously. West Tigers led 26 to 25 in the 80th minute and lost. Yep. Round 24, which is the week just passed, West Tigers led 22 to 16 in the 75th minute and and lost. So in four games this season, they've been ahead with at max six minutes to go. And let's say Tigers go 
four from four from those four games. They're now on the same position as Manly, back in their well-coveted spot of anywhere between ninth and 11th. So with them getting their first ever wooden spoon this season, and I think deservedly so, I think the Cowboys, um, sorry, the Titans have showed enough the last few weeks to, you know, playing better footy than to, than to deserve the, the spoon. Mm-hmm. I think it just, you know, that brief data how Tigers just love to blow games in the last, you know, dying minutes, um, I think just sums up their season and what it's been like to watch them this year. Is there a reason for it, do you think, Chris? Is it just like a losing culture or a fitness thing or a, or a lack of footy IQ? Like, what's happening? I think it's a mix of losing culture and, um, you know, getting nervous when there's a chance of victory and then just some, and like you referenced, just a lack of footy IQ because there's just been some just idiotic plays, not enough leadership in the form, you know, Luke Brooks is not a game-securing half, neither is Jock Madden. Mm-hmm. Adam Dewey's just returned from injury for the latter half um, of the season. So it's just a combination of, you know, maturity, you know, that awareness of a footy field, kicking, you know, putting into touch, defensive set. You know, it's just a variety of things. Yeah, the, the way that um, that Chris was explaining it there, um, it's, it, what I was thinking was it just sounds like they don't know how to win. Um, and that, you know, that they're good enough to, against some teams at least, to be in the game with um, uh, in the dying stages um, when it counts. But they don't know how to sort of close that up. And we saw, you know, they won on a, f- a few walk-off field goals earlier in the year, um, which is, you know, I won't say luck, but just in- individual brilliance um, mm-hmm. more so. Um, the, the Broncos game, that the, I, I was there for the Broncos game. That was when I was in Queensland. Mm-hmm. They showed real maturity in that game. But maybe, you know, with a, a few more experienced players showing up at the club next year, Api Kurosawa, uh, Isaiah Papali, supposedly, as we know, maybe they will sort of kind of develop cooler heads. Obviously, Tim Sheens, who's ancient at this point, coaching the team. So maybe they will sort of develop that sort of winning habit where they're in that position. They know how to close a game out. Sounds good to me. Um, I hope they certainly do. They can only really go up from here, hopefully, unless they uh, bottom out for a little while. Friendy, what's your wildcard award this week? Well, wildcard award this week is the King of the Jungle Award, and it goes to mm-hmm. my mate Jared Waria Hargraves, who mm-hmm. I still believe he is the King of the Jungle. He's the big dog. He's getting a bit older, uh, and he's certainly slowing down on his runs. Um, but yeah, when the two big boys, and I mean big, because Jared's big, but Nelson is just, he's the human lab experiment. Um, <laughs> When they went at it last week, I'm I'm telling you, Nelson did not want any of that. Uh, Jared got one over him, big hit on the line, and um, he almost curled up in a little ball, I thought, Nelson, when he was on the ground, and Jared, bit grubby, sort of, I reckon he attempted eye gouge there. But, um, yeah, for me, uh, there's still a few guys, um, obviously James Fisher-Harris in particular, I reckon he'll take that mantle pretty soon. But, yeah, when, when Jared needs to turn it on, I, I still think he can and be the big intimidating guy. So is that the call? He's the, he is like the big game prop forward, still the premier at that. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I, I think he he leads that physicality for the Roosters, and and they have been physical physical, yeah, all the way through this run that they've had. So, yeah, well done to him. They have had the inclusion of Matt Lodge, which I think has helped you know have the extra enforcer. They they were without Taukiaho and Lindsay Collins, and will be without him again. Uh, and they've still managed to go on this massive run, the Roosters. So they've been very impressive. Does anybody have a, a rebuttal or something like that they want to add to that situation? No? Okay. No worries. Um, 
I will. Jared, Jared's next to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a he's got a gun to your head. Uh, no, I, I agree with you, friendy. Like I, I think James Peter Harris is the premier prop in the game. But when it comes mm-hmm. to a pure enforcer, I would say yeah, same going. Yeah, Jared's the Jared's the man. I think I think you're dead right. The last wildcard award is mine. It is the Cradle to the Grave Award for those <laughs> longtime listeners from way back in the day. This is from our very first episode. The Cradle to the Grave Award for commitment to the thug life. And it goes to Taryn Aiken from the NRLW Broncos, who in a superb effort to save an almost certain try for the Roosters, Jessica Sergis wrapped her up, spun her on her back so she couldn't ground the ball, then bundled her in touch in goal. Not satisfied with that being badass enough, in the aftermath of the tackle, she spectacularly ended up kind of balancing upright on her face, resembling a kind of reverse scorpion. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Just look up... Taryn Aiken goes full Scorpion. Uh, tough as nails is <laughs> Aiken, and the Broncos are going to need her skill and courage if they are to resurrect their season after starting with two losses. So she gets the Cradle to the Grave Award for commitment to the thug life. And now it's time for... Phen- Gee, I hate this word. Phenom- phenomenon. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Phenomenal trivia. Hooray! This week, the carryover champ... Daniel Friend is the host this week, so I can have a bit of a play with you boys. That's terrible phrasing. Friendy, take it away. <laughs> yeah, I've been promoted. Um, I'm, I'm off the bench and I'm into the host chair, so I'll do my best Eddie Maguire impersonation. Hopefully I don't look like him. Um, <laughs> all right. The first question. Oh, actually, we need to test our buzzers, don't we, gentlemen? So, Bo, can you please test yours? Bo. Kieran. Kieran. Miles. Miles. And Chris. Chris. Thank you, Chris. All right. No the first question is, <laughs> <laughs> which centre has missed the most tackles this season? Miles? Yes, Miles. Is it a um, bit of a Hail Mary here? Is it Katoni Staggs? It is not Katoni Staggs. Yes, Chris. It's Marion Seve. It is not Marion Seve. Kieran. Oh, Kieran. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't played all season there, but Momorowski? No, it is oh, not. Okay. Uh, I think it's Dan but, Gagai. Oh, you are correct. Yes. One to Bo Nicholson. Well done. <laughs> How many did he uh, miss, do yeah, you know? Dan Gagai has missed 84 tackles, oh. and he's sixth overall in missed tackles. I um, think half of them were last week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> As not Finn, I totally agree. I Sorry, think. friend. No, that's all right. I wanted to shine a, a bit of a light on that. <laughs> Because, yeah, he is. If he goes on the Kangaroos tour, oh, Mel Meninga is drunk. <laughs> All right. Uh, one nil to both. Good chance of that. <laughs> yeah. Who was the last side to win three straight minor premierships? Miles. Oh. Was that Miles? Yes, it was. Yes. Uh, I think it was Miles. Fire away, Miles. Um, Obviously not including the Panthers. No. Um, Melbourne actually won two years ago, so it's not them anyway. Ah, well, there you go. Uh, was it the... Oh, was it the... No. Mm, I want to say it was the Roosters. Yes, you are correct. Oh, well, done. well done. Well done. I know the for a, for a bonus point, can you name the years? Oh, um, 
Uh, no, that's okay. There's no, there's no bonus point anyway. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> it was, uh, it was 13, 14, 15, wasn't it, Friendy? That's correct. Yeah, it is. both. yeah, yeah. Well, well done. Well done. And they all right. Winners, so we've got one to Bo and one to Miles, and we're going into the Who Am I? All right. Born 26th of February 1967 in Penrith, New South Wales. I began my career at my local club of Penrith from 1987 to 1989. I then moved to South Sydney, playing just over 60 games for that club and becoming a state of origin representative and Australian representative whilst there. I was then signed on a big money deal to join arch rivals, the Manly Sea Eagles. I was known as one of the most intimidating, aggressive forwards of my time. Chris. Yes, Chris. Is it Mark Harrell? You're bang on, mate. Oh, Chris, well done. Well done, Chris. Mark Spud Carroll. The rest of I didn't have much left. I had my nemesis was Paul Harrigan. I am Mark Spud Carroll. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So we have, we have a, um, a tiebreaker here, and there's it's a three-way tiebreaker. Unfortunately, Kieran um, did not make the Nearly final. Nearly had him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Hey, Friendy, this, if, yes. it's, if it's easier for you, do you want us to text us, to text you our answers so that there's, like, no cheating? Or, like, is it better just to go with uh, first in, best dressed? Yeah, let's just go first in, best dressed. All right. It's all good. The, the tiebreaker is completely random. Um, it, it's it's not a higher or lower or anything like that. It's just, yeah, completely random. I'll do that after if no one gets this. Uh, the tiebreaker question for Bo, Chris, and Miles is, what is Andrew and Matthew Johns's mother's name? Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus. Andrew and... Andrew and... Uh... Oh, yeah, all right, I have a stab. Yep, Chris. Cheryl? No, incorrect. Good uh, good Cessnock name, I reckon, though, Cheryl. That's what, that's what, I, was, that's what I was thinking. Bo. Yep. Bo. Gertrude. No, but you're closer <laughs> than you think. What? Miles. Miles. Um, close to Gertrude, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, Gayling. Oh, my goodness. It's not, is Boys, it? Boys, I've, I've got to go to the... To the, I don't know, to the, everyone here. And her name is Gail. Oh, I pay that. Are we yeah. pay it? Oh, pay it. Right. Absolutely. Miles for a phenomenal trip out. Phenomenal Miles. Mate, you have plucked Crazy. that from uh, out of the back streets of Cessna. <laughs> well, I, I feel like it should be Cheryl, though, you know? Well, yeah. I agree. Or Shazza. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Shout out to Cessna for all this. What was that? Sorry, Miles. I was just gonna say. Did you say her name was was it Gay or Gail? Gail. Gail. Her full name probably is Gailene. Probably, yeah. You're, you're even more right than the host. Probably. You already won, Miles. It's all right. You've <laughs> <laughs> taken a victory lap. <laughs> you can save that victory lap for after the episode because we do have some more to get through, Miles. But very well done. Congratulations. Uh, we've got a round twenty-five of the NRL to talk about, and also round three of the NRLW before we get into the Big E's big phenomenal prediction and our ball prediction. So very exciting coming up. The first game is on Thursday night. It's the Eels and Storm from Combank. Tom Eisenhuth's injury is the only change to either side in this shootout for fourth place. It's funny how these things work out. Friendy, what, who's going to win and why? 
Yeah, I, I it's really hard to pick here, um, and particularly for the fact that I do believe Parramatta's left side is on fire at the moment with Sean Lane, Dylan Brown out there, and Melbourne's right side is certainly their weaker defensive side with, with Seve and, and Jerome Hughes and stuff. So really hard one for me, but I'm just going to go with the Bellamy factor, to be honest. So I think it'll be a really tight game. There's been a bit of rain about today, so it can be a bit slippery out at Bankwest. Um, yeah, but I'll be sticking with the Melbourne Storm and um, the Magic Man, Cameron Munster. Yeah, I've been – this is a really hard game to tip. I've been big on Parramatta all year, and they've let me down. But I'm going to stick with them for this game. I'm going to go Parramatta. And I think if Parramatta don't win this game, they're just shot for finals. So I think it's it's do or die for Parramatta in this game. Yeah, it's it's a real hard one to tip. I still haven't really made up my mind as to writing something down on paper. Um, but I think I will side with the Storm. I think they'll really want to show the league who's boss heading into finals and a big win on the road here. The Eels are more of a front foot um, team and I can't see them getting on the front foot too much against the Storm, but I'm still going to tip them anyway. I think the way the Storm were frustrated last week, the Eels would be really smart to take a, a leaf out of the Roosters book and, and try to do the same this week. And uh, yeah, I'm going to tip the Eels. I'm going to go for the Storm, old habits die hard, uh, and the Eels have been so inconsistent, so I'm going to go with the Storm. The next game is the Bulldogs and Sea Eagles. It's from Acor Stadium at Homebush. Tabita Pangai Jr. returns for the Bulldogs from New South Wales Cup, while KO Weeks will have a chance to impress at fullback for the Sea Eagles. Chris, who will win this one and why? Yeah, the Rainbows are setting on manly season. Uh, I want to go for the, the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'll be tipping the Bulldogs as well. I think Manly have just completely given up. So, yeah, Bulldogs for me. Yep, going to be Bulldogs for me too. Says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, Bulldogs. And Bulldogs for me as well. That makes it five out of five, which uh, is a great chance for the Seagulls, of course. The next game <laughs> is from Allianz Stadium. It's just been done up. They had you know, Guy Sebastian there on the weekend opening it up. And uh, it's for the Roosters and the Rabbitohs, the old classic to end the season and it's a bit of a shootout the Roosters might get as high as fifth which uh, which could be interesting a few key outs also make this interesting no Radley Collins and Tupo for the Roosters no Campbell Graham and still no Damien Cook for the Rabbitohs Kieran who's going to win and why um, yeah I've got to echo um, what Friendy has been saying for the last few weeks about the Rabbitohs they really like to, to pile on the points but they don't uh, pay enough respect to the ball or defend their line too well um, and the Roosters defend their line really well so against a good attack, I think they can limit the Rabbitohs' points, um, and then I think they can score enough to win the game. Uh, quite maybe not easily enough, but I think that they will win this somewhat. Uh, let's say by at least um, more than a try. I've got the Roosters winning by. So maybe not an instant classic then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Friendy, what do you think? Yeah, I like the Roosters, and I think their skipper James Tedesco has been. Almost underrated what he's done this year. He's just been outstanding the back half of this year. So, yeah, Chooks for me. Yeah, be interesting to see it at um, Sydney's brand new stadium while no one can catch a train. Bit of New South Wales poll there for you. But <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go the Roosters. I'm very big on the Roosters. I think they'll go all the way to the grand final to lose. But um, I think they'll, I think they'll probably put some points on the Rabbitohs. 
it'd be a huge effort from where they were earlier in the season. Miles, what do you think? Well, to add to the New South Wales poll, I may indeed be going to this game, and I might be catching the light rail, the beautiful light rail out the new stadium. So we'll see. Um, but look, uh, I'm going to mainly joke about this one in my poll prediction. So I'm just, I'll just quickly say Roosters by two. Ooh, instant classic. I like it. Uh, Absolutely. And hopefully you have an instant classic time on the light rail. Meanwhile, we're going to head across the, <laughs> across the ditch to Mount Smart Stadium. Uh, it's the Warriors and the Titans. The Warriors have a bunch of troops returning to list one of their strongest squads of the season, to be honest, while the Titans have Philip Sami returning, replacing the suspended Brian Kelly. Miles, who do you like in this one? Well, the Warriors um, seem to to still really have that appetite for um, for playing at home, and then fair enough to them, they haven't really played there in three years. Um, and the Titans, they of course they showed have uh, shown a fair bit in the past few weeks, but I think that a trip across the ditch to a, a stadium that the, the Warriors are, are traditionally quite strong at, despite you know so so results the past few years, um, I am going to tip the, the Warriors here. Yeah, I'll be tipping the Warriors, and I was just looking the. They don't get too many games at, well, I guess it's 3 o'clock our time, so 5 o'clock New Zealand time for them. Mm-hmm. I reckon it's going to be some rowdy people in the crowd at that time of day on a Saturday. So good luck to them. Go the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Chris? Yeah, it just seems like um, being a nice way to finish. It's very Warriors to win at home and celebrate to realise you've come about 12th place. But um, I think the <laughs> I think. I think the Warriors will win. At times, have been better recently, um, but they won't have the massive support base of Sebas behind them, so I think the Warriors will win. <laughs> Karen? Uh, yeah, I still think the tight. well, probably both teams are, are teams that are more focused on attack rather than defence, but I think the Warriors will win. I'm going to go with Guess the Grain. I have been liking what the Titans have dished up recently, and I've got to say it, Tanner Boyd, I've been really impressed with him at halfback, so... Uh, I'll go the Titans on this one. Um, just take a bit of a risk there. The next game is from Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. It's the Dragons and Broncos, a very consequential game for the Broncos. The Dragons are 1-17, to while the Broncos, who welcome back Paddy Carrigan, Selwyn Cobbo, and Tyson Gamble, they must win, and they have to win well. Friendy, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I can't tip them. I've, I've got to go with the Dragons here. Um I just what I've seen from Brisbane over the last two weeks has been pathetic. Their season's been on the line both of those weeks as well. You think you'd want to go out and grab that finals position instead of just maybe trying to get someone else to hand it to you. Um, that's my thoughts anyway. Carrigan in is huge. Um, there's a bit of talk that Adam Reynolds has been playing injured, and it seems to look that way. So yeah, I, I'm going to have to tip some George here. Very interesting, Miles. What do you think? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip what I want to see, um, which many people call tipping with their heart. Um, I don't I don't hate the, the Broncos as much as you guys. Um, I'd like to see them get up here. Um, uh, I, I want I want to you know even if they don't end up in eighth position, I'd like to see them sort of close out the season strong and you know have a, perhaps a, a little bit more regret than if they you know lose this one big or something like that. So I'm, I'm gonna say Broncos by six. It will at least make the last game of the round very interesting. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I'm more on Friendly's line of thinking. I think Brisbane have crashed into the mountain. I don't think Carrigan coming back is it'll, it'll help him, but I think that ship is sailed in terms of the morale. The you know the last two performances have been pathetic, and yeah, not that the Dragons are an amazing team, but 
I think the Dragons will uh, beat the Broncos. Yeah, I, you look at the last two weeks, as Chris said, and um, the way the Broncos have... I want to be respectful here for the first time to them in a long time, but it, it's not been great. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's not much more to say about them. But, uh, yeah, the only thing that would please me more is if the Dragons win and then the Raiders lose uh, and the Broncos, yeah, had ultimately sort of had fate in their hands had they won. Um, I'm going to tip the Dragons. I'm going to go to the Broncos. Uh, too much to play for. There is a chance they could uh, sneak into the eight if they win and the Raiders lose against the Tigers. So, you know, there's a chance of that. Uh, Tyson Gamble and Paddy Carrigan both add a fair bit of mongrel as well. So I will go for the Broncos on that one. Uh, the final game on Saturday is from Queensland Country Bank Stadium. It's the Cowboys. The third place Cowboys against uh, the Panthers, New South Wales Cup side, essentially, as the Panthers have rested just about everybody. Chris, who's going to win and why? Yeah, I'm just reiterating. I'm not massive on the Cowboys for the finals, but uh, <laughs> I think I think they should win. They should win pretty easily at home. Again, it's they're playing a reserve grade side. But, geez, it, it would be catastrophic if they lost, wouldn't it? But, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. go to Cowboys. Well, absolutely. And it could, uh, if they lost, in theory, they could go as low as fourth. Uh, on the ladder, which uh, would make them playing against Penrith at Penrith in the in the first week of the finals, which we know good. Uh, Friendy, who do you like on this one? Yeah, I'll be tipping the Cowboys, and it's just it's a bit of a silly game, isn't it? I mean, I'd probably do the same thing in Ivan Cleary's shoes, but yeah, Cowboys to win. Miles? Yeah, I would also do the same thing if I were in Ivan Cleary's shoes, but I think the way that Todd Payton will will play it up for his team is that it's almost in some sense disrespectful for the Panthers to rest so many players against a, a team that is they might they may see in the finals. So I, I think the, the Cowboys will come out really wanting to put a, a proper score on the, the Panthers here, especially at home. Uh, yeah, I looked at the team list and I saw JFH was out, so I had to, to see who was replacing him. <laughs> there was a worry. Um, but then, yeah, I saw those 12 other blokes out as well. So, yeah, I'm going to tip the Cowboys. <laughs> We we have to clarify for the sake of your integrity, Kieran. Our, for the meme, we say that JFH is shit. I don't but he, <laughs> but, but, a meme. <laughs> but he is he is not shit. Um, I too am going to go for the Cowboys. If they win, uh, they can finish second. If this next game, the Sharks lose to the Knights, which is on Sunday at two p.m from McDonald Jones Stadium. Phoenix Crossland gets a crack at six while Anthony Milford is out. The Sharks have named Del <laughs> The Sharks have named Del amongst their reserves. Uh, Kieran, who do you think is going to win this one? Uh, unfortunately, the Sharks, which will mean the Cowboys don't get that first week home final and the Sharks lock up a, a double chance and at least two home finals. Uh, actually, do they get to play at Shark Park if they get a prelim? Yeah, I think so. Oh, not the prelim. The, no. The, the first week, though. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It'll, it'll be in Sydney, but not not at Shark Park. Okay. Um, I just realised that I've I've written down Phonics Crossland on my uh, on my little <laughs> list here. That's just you know that's that's just like a bits and pieces bit of spelling for a bits and pieces player. Uh, Chris. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like you know sniping from the from the nosebleeds. Um, Chris, who do you like on this one? Yeah, I'm going for the Cowboys and the the Braley Cup. Oh, sorry, the Cronulla Sharks. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the uh, that's twice I've said Cowboys without uh, fucking meaning it because of Kieran. But 
Yeah, I, I think I think Cronulla should win pretty easily. I hope Newcastle show something. I think the fans deserve to see, if not a win, you know, some resolve in a in a close game. But yeah, I think Cronulla win. Miles. Well, unfortunately for the Knights, I think it'll be all accelerator, all game here for the Sharks. They will. There is no chance they're wanting. They'll be wanting to travel to Townsville to play the Cowboys week one. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll be, um, yeah, put on the accelerator, make the Cowboys come down south. Friendy. Nico Hines will play thirty-eight minutes. They will be leading thirty-eight nil, and he will come off the field for a reason. <laughs> um, we will get absolutely demolished, and I cannot wait for the season to end for my Newcastle Knights. You make a good point. I should adjust my uh, NRL fantasy captaincy off Nico Hines. That's a good point. Um, I am going to go for the Sharks as well. Sorry, Friendy. It has been a shit of a year for your boys, and uh, and I think you're right, Miles. Sharks have too much to play for here. They, they need that home final, and if they do get up um, second place, they get two home finals, essentially. Um Ooh. You know, with with well, probably not. Well, no, definitely because um, if they lose first week, they get the second week home final, like not at points bet, but still home in yeah. terms of Sydney. Uh, and then and if they win, they they also play the prelim in Sydney as well. So it's kind of like a home semi twice. So they'll have that. Yeah, I know, I know, but it <laughs> <laughs> depends who they're playing against. But yes, I think the Sharks will get it. The last game, and if the Broncos do beat the Dragons, a very consequential game again is the Tigers and the Raiders from Leichhardt Oval on on Sunday afternoon. James Tamo returns to what is likely to be his last NRL game. He hasn't officially announced his retirement yet, but likely. Uh, while the Raiders welcome Nick Chotrich back for a game that, if they win, they basically are guaranteed to play finals. So, Miles, who's going to win and why? Uh, I think it will be the Raiders here. I think they'll have um, obviously too much to play for. It looks like they're going to make the finals regardless, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they'll want to leave this one to chance. And the Tigers have unfortunately not been quite as good this year at Leichhardt as they usually are. They're in a situation where they're equal on points with the Broncos. So if the Broncos beat the Dragons, um, then the Raiders have to win. Um, and if the Broncos win by like 60, which they won't, but if they do, then the Raiders have to win by like 14 or something. Right, so right. There, there is a there is a chance, of course. Um, but so You're saying there's a chance. I am saying there's a chance, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Friendy, who do you like here? There's no chance. Canberra win. <laughs> That's music to Chris's ears, isn't it, Chris? Uh, I'm going the upset. I'm going the Tigers. Fuck yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just, I would just mostly heart picked, but Canberra were really good last week. But I, I just don't. They're a team that I don't know. There's a bit of, I guess, air, airhead. They're a bit of airheads. You know, they're not the smartest team. I would classify them as. <laughs> I would just love to see Ricky Stewart just heartbroken on the sidelines of Leichhardt Oval with about, I would, I'm going to guess about nine thousand drunkards just giving him shit. So <laughs> I'm going to go to Tigers. Maybe. Yeah, I love it. Fuck yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, <laughs> Kieran? I've actually got a, an Owen predictive type score in this. I think it'll be quite high scoring. Um, <laughs> but I think the Raiders will streak away late. 59-39? Yeah, let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going for the Raiders, but it's worth mentioning, by the way, that the Big E, this is not his phenomenal prediction. He wanted that to be on a different game, but he has tipped the Tigers to beat the Raiders. So he's with you, Chris. 
the big E. He's backing you in. Uh, company. <laughs> the uh, the final three games of the round, of course, are the NRLW. It's round three uh, on Friday night. And by the way, there's two different times on NRL.com for each game. So uh, maybe just check with uh, at the actual stadium for like, you know, if you want to go and attend or whatever, or if you're going to be watching on TV, check your guides. Uh, on Friday night, we have the Roosters and Dragons from Allianz Stadium. That will be awesome. It's a grand final rematch, which of course the rate, uh, sorry, the Roosters won last season. I, the Roosters have been red hot, but I'm going to go for the Dragons on this one. There's just something about them. Miles, what do you think? I'm going to go for the Roosters, but is, is this going to be the, the first ever rugby league game on Allianz Stadium? Uh, it depends. Yeah, five forty it will be. So it'll be before the Roosters and Rabbitohs. So yes, that mm. it'll be um since the refurb. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Friendy, what do you think? Yeah, I'll be tipping the Roosters here. Um, I think they've been really strong, and the Dragons just snuck home last week against Parramatta, who I think are one of the weaker sides. So yeah, I'll stick with the form line and go the Chooks. Chris, yeah, similar thoughts to Fred here. I'm gonna go with the form line. Actually, I've got a hot take. I don't think Roosters will lose a game all year, so I'm going to go with Roosters. Very cool. And Kieran? Yeah, I'm um, going with Friendy and Chris with the form line argument. I'm going the Roosters. Now, the form line argument's an interesting one here because we've got the Broncos and Titans on Saturday afternoon from Morton Daly Stadium. The Broncos historically have been very successful in this competition, but the Titans sort of surprised them last season, and both teams have started 0-2 and two this year. I'm going to stick with the Broncos. Kieran, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, you said that they're both 0-2, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think the Broncos I think the Broncos will get their first win. Chris? Yeah, I think Broncos just have a little bit more skill about them. It is interesting to note that the Broncos' home game is at Redcliffe. Um, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I think the Broncos should win. I think despite them not having a win, I think they're just... A little bit more skillful in the squad. Friendly? Yeah, Ali Brigginshaw is an absolute gun, and, and I think that she'll lead the Broncos to their first win of the season. And Miles? Yeah, it's, it's hard to see the Broncos losing three games in a row. You go for the Broncos. I agree with that. And the last game of the NRLW round is from McDonald Jones Stadium before the Knights' NRL game. It is the Knights and the Eels... Uh, like you mentioned, Friendy, the Eels, they're 0-2 at the moment, and the Knights are 2-0, and and I'm going to stick with that. The Knights are one to watch this season. I think if anyone's going to threaten the Roosters' record, Chris, it might just be the Knights. So the Knights for me, Miles, what do you think? Yep, as, as far as I'm aware, there's still only one Millie Boyle, <laughs> and she plays for the Knights. So I'm going to go for the Knights. Hopefully the, the Lady Knights give Friendy a little bit more joy this year. I think they might. Friendy, what do you think? Yeah, I'll be tipping Newcastle again, and um, they're really good to watch. So, yeah, um, go the Red and Blue Girls. How good is it having Tamika Upton there as well? She is a gun. And Jesse Southwell, Ooh. my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Chris? Yeah, similar. Um, I'm going to go to the Knights. I think there'll be at least one win for the Knights at McDonald's Jersey Stadium on Sunday. So, <laughs> good nuts. Fingers crossed. Wouldn't that be a terrible day otherwise? And Kieran? Uh, yeah, I've got the Knights, and uh, I might have to watch this one. Is it? It's on at the same time? No, it can't be. It says it's 2 p.m. on the... Yeah, on the NRL.com, it says 2 p.m., so it'll be probably 12, I would say. Okay, um, well, I'll have to catch it. 
they they all seem to be two hours earlier than the time they've listed on the website. I don't know why. Uh, it's just a I've got a on the website. It says it's at twelve on my one. So okay, cool. Well, twelve o'clock for that game then, uh, which means it'll be five forty for the Friday night game and one ten probably for the Broncos Titans from Morton Daly Stadium. If that's all correct, but again, double check if you are interested in watching them. What's up, boys? This is the Big E. Above Horizonto. Enjoy tonight. Phenomenal. That's what you think, D. Boys, new segment. The Big E's Phenomenal Prediction. Just a very quick one. One game every week, I'm going to get the Big E to give his hot tip that he's absolutely certain is going to be correct. And this week, he said the Storm are going to beat the Eels in the 4th, 5th playoff. And he's, they're going to win by plenty, he reckons. He did say 59-39. <laughs> Um, I don't think that's going to happen to Big E, but the Storm to flog the Eels, he reckons. And that means the Storm will tie up fourth place. Feels like a bold prediction to me. Speaking of, let's get into them. Kieran, follow up your brother. He's, he's, he's laid a pretty bold prediction there. What do you got for us? Yeah, he's uh, he's left a message. I'm going to have to leave an opposite one to him. He's I've got the Eels to be the only team to win by four points or less all round, and I've got at least two other upsets this weekend. Very nice. Whoa. Two other upsets. I like that. What amazing thoughts. <laughs> uh, Miles, what do you got for us this week? Uh, well, I'm going to need you to, to stay with me here, gentlemen. Um, I did sort of tease a, uh, a Roosters Rabbitohs bold. Um, I think that it's it's been a real sort of spicy lead up. It always is, but, you know, with the new stadium opening and the Roosters doing their best to, to keep the Rabbitohs out. I'm not sure if you've you, if seen that they've erected a home of the roosters sign already on the stadium mm-hmm. um so shots fired there um <laughs> so also the rabbitos um released some sort of limited edition t-shirt which says home is where the heart is and there's you know john sutton's modeling it out mm-hmm. in front of the stadium so really you know classic uh, nsw royal stuff love it um so i think there's going to be uh either one of the following there's going to be a, a punch up uh, and, and and I'm going to set the rules here. Punch up. One player must be punched. And I, I don't mean slapped. It must <laughs> be a punch thrown. It must land. Um, uh, or, or a streaker. And, and by streaker, I mean uh, fully unclothed. None of this sort of running on the field with your your shirt on business. Is this um, being played in the cross? <laughs> <laughs> Not far, mate. About a five-minute walk. It's being so. it's, it's being played in Epping by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> Most dangerous place on earth. Uh, yeah, what else, what else, Miles? So it's, it's a punch-up, it's a streaker or something else? Or uh, some sort of showboating or, or, or braggadocio or uh, taunting in either the, on the way to the trial line or in the direction of the fans. Very interesting. Okay, I think you're pretty safe on that one. Friendy, what's your bold prediction? <laughs> I'm just getting my bearings. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go. <laughs> goodness me. I'm going to go. Um, this time of year, I think uh, teams have either shut up shop or they're going to be in really tough games like the Thursday night game. So traditionally tries in fill-up games and in close matchup games. They get scored on the left wing. So I'm going to go a dozen or more tries from left wingers this week. I like it. Okay, Chris, what's your ball prediction this week? So mine's a lot less confusing than Miles. And also, <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've ever gotten a ball correct before. And I'm assuming this trend will continue. So it's West Tigers to win. <laughs> yes! Yes! If you'd like something, if you'd like something extra, 
I'll say Joe Othangiawi to score, but I'll, I'll, I'm happy to just sit at West Tigers to win. I'm happy to leave it there. I think that's bold enough. You and you and the Big E, I reckon. All I could um, all I could think when Miles was going through his bold is Mr. Burns when he's doing all the signals in the the baseball. Stress. <laughs> 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 I, I thought I told you to cut those sideburns, Randy. Um, my my bold prediction is that Selwyn Cobbo and his return from fatigue will score two tries from kicks. So a grubber kick, crossfield kick, bomb, uh, chip and chase, something like that. Uh, two kicks will lead to two tries for Selwyn Cobbo. Gentlemen, it's been lovely to have a full house. Friend, do you have a have a lovely week? Go go the Knights in the NRLW. Um, yep. you got any plans for football watching this week? Cheers, mate. No, um, yeah, I'll be yeah pretty glued to the TV. I reckon um, in preparation for the finals coming up. So, if you have a think about it. There's there's probably what about sixteen games left for the year or something like that. So yeah, tune in while you can. Kieran, you and the Big E heading to the heading to the pub to watch some footy. Uh, no, I actually, I, I don't drink anymore, so I probably won't be going to too many pubs too much more. But uh, go with the Brisbane Lions. They play tomorrow night against Richmond, um, hoping they get up. Yes, go the Lions. Uh, Chris, go the Tigers. Not the Richmond Tigers, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, mate. Might have a drink on the highway enjoy the Tigers game for the last time this year. Well, enjoy is probably being used loosely there, but I'll endure it. <laughs> and Miles, uh, you'll be enjoying a, a sangria by the ocean or something very fancy like that, <laughs> wouldn't you, for the weekend? Well, I, I might try and get to two games this week. I, they're both maybes. Um, I have been uh, offered a, a ticket to the Roosters Rabbitohs, which is very tempting. Um, and if I am feeling up to it, you know, the weather's good, I might uh, wander down to Leichhardt on Sunday and watch that one too. Sounds like a bunch of fun, guys. Thank you very much for your company tonight. And for all the listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure you do subscribe so you can get some more Above the Horizontal next week. Until then... Above the Horizontal is brought to you by the Pioneer Australia. Find them on Facebook or at www.pioneeraustralia.wordpress.com. The panellists are Miles Stedman, Kieran Gibson and Daniel Friend. And it's hosted and produced by me, Bo Nicholson.